0: Imagine, it's the late 1980s and your name is Ken Kutaragi. You're an engineer working for Sony in Tokyo, Japan, although you were off of work at the moment. You walk inside the door of your home and see your daughter playing video games. Video games are still a relatively new invention. The Famicom, the console your daughter is playing on, has only been out a few years. Nintendo, the manufacturer of the console, has only been making video games since 1972, and they were the first to do it. When an idea sparks in your head, that that you think will have serious consequences for you, your career, and your employer Sony, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton. Super NES CD-ROM or PlayStation console was a planned console to be developed between two major Japanese tech companies, Sony and Nintendo. Today, both are major video game manufacturers with billions in revenue. Sony and PlayStation, Sony's PlayStation and Nintendo's various gaming systems, such as the Nintendo Switch, are among the world's most popular gaming systems along with Microsoft's Xbox. It was scrapped after a rift between the two companies, and Sony later made a console by the same name. Today, they are some of the world's biggest rivals. But imagine if this deal, which would have been major impacts not just in the video game world, hadn't fallen apart. Imagine, the date is June 1989. Your name is Ken Kutaragi. It's been several years since the idea came with you, to partner with Nintendo to produce the PlayStation with Sony, and and it's been a bumpy ride since then. Secret deals and negotiations, talking over executives between both companies, the engineering, all of it has finally come to this. So where are you? Ah, yes, Las Vegas. You're here in America for the Consumer Engineering Electronics Show. Nintendo of America President Howard Lincoln takes the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce the release of the PlayStation in Japan on January 1st of next year. Applause ripped through the convention hall. Lincoln continues. It will become available in the United States, Canada, and Europe in June of 1990. He continues into his speech, and you realize it's finally real. However, just because the PlayStation is making it to the market doesn't make it a guarantee. There's, there is still a significant amount of strong arming to go on as to make the PlayStation available across America. One of the first companies to jump on board is Toys R Us, which is struggling to diversify its collection for more electronic toys heading into the 90s. The first PlayStations appeared on the shelves as scheduled in Japan, North America, and Europe. Toys R Us would continue to become a major seller of video game toys as well as regular toys throughout the 21st century and would remain major and would even hit a new climax around the 2020s. However, there was one place very unhappy with the release of the PlayStation. That place was Beijing. The People's Republic of China was on the rise heading into the 21st century. Their economy had been climbing since liberalizing and opening up to trade in the, early 19, in the early 1970s. Now they were the strongest power in East Asia, having surpassed Japan. President Xi'an Zemin wanted China to grow and become dominant in all areas. The PRC founded digital cor- Chinese Digital Corporation to accomplish the end of making video games to rival the Japanese games. In 2000, China released Sinoplay based in large part off the PlayStation, but with key innovations, such as wireless consoles. Xenoplay was so similar to the PlayStation that many accused China of intellectual property theft, and this would later come back to haunt them. Soon after the release of Xenoplay, Bill Gates and Microsoft announced the release of the Xbox from from Washington State. In 2003, SinoPlay passed the PlayStation to become the world's most popular gaming system, in part because of the wireless console feat the wireless um, control feature. However, also because China had a lot more money and a lot more resources and a lot more ends to be able to sell the Xeno station compared to the PlayStation. In 2005, for the sake of the PlayStation, Nintendo and Sony merged into Nintendo-Sony Technologies and even received a congressional waiver from the United States Congress to make sure it wouldn't violate any antitrust laws. In October 2006, the history of the Sinoplay would come back to haunt it as Nintendo-Sony sued the manufacturer of Sinoplay, Chinese Digital Corporation, for intellectual property theft in the Western Washington Court of Appeals, Division 1. The judges handed down a ruling in early 2007 that ruled that the People's Republic of China had stolen the intellectual property of Nintendo Sony's predecessors. The People's Republic of China appealed the decision in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco, California. The case became a multi-million dollar affair as Japanese, American, and Chinese lawyers came into what became known as Nintendo, Sony, versus Chinese Digital Corporation. The nineteen, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, kept the ruling from the Western Washington Court intact. However, the Chinese lawyers cried foul, saying the chief justice daughter, saying the chief justice was biased, as his daughter had a PlayStation console and therefore could not make a fair decision. The judge's ruling, which banned the sale. The sale of Cino stations in the United States, starting in August two thousand seven, received an injunction, an injunction from the United States Supreme Court. The whole world was watching to see what the Supreme Court would do. If the Supreme Court ruled in favor of CinoTech, Canada and other European countries would likely keep the Cino play on, it, on its shelves. However, if America were to ban it, it would go a long way into not only the death of seen play in north america but across the world as countries would follow america's leadership as america still remained the world's dominant power and dominant cultural influence nine justices would hear the case the justices were chief justice john roberts and associate justices samuel altio Ruth bader ginsburg stephen Breyer, clarence thomas david Soder, anthony kennedy antonite scalia John Paul Stevens and Sandra Day O'Connor. These justices would come under immense pressure to make a fair ruling, even though major corporations and major world powers were in play here. Each was analyzed and discussed to be a fair justice, because Antioch knew that they would have to do—they have to do everything to keep the justices in their favor or else they would lose the case. Oral arguments for Nintendo-Sony versus Chinese Digital Corporation began in January 2008, just as election season was really starting up. Candidates were forced to make statements on the issue. Democrat candidate Hillary Clinton referenced how her husband's nominees to the Supreme Court would help defeat the Sino Station and the PRC's naked power grab. Republican candidate Ron Paul pointed to the threats of big government. Another Republican candidate, Mitt Romney, tried to unify the political spectrum behind a condemnation of the Chinese digital corporation. On January 16, 2008, the day before the case's arguments were set to take place, Senators Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, former Senator John Bell Edwards, Governors Mitt Romney, Mike Huckabee, and Representative Ron Paul all signed on to a letter condemning China and backing Nintendo, Sony. The only major candidate not to sign on was Arizona Senator John McCain, who said that video games were a waste of time. This really hurt McCain's popularity with the youth vote, and allowed Mitt Romney to win South Carolina's Republican primary, and allowed Mike Huckabee to win Nevada. In Florida, Romney and Huckabee both defeated McCain. Taking a brutal beating, McCain pulled out of the race, never to dip his feet in presidential politics again. The Supreme Court ruled that the Chinese Digital Corporation violated American intellectual property law and that they stole from Nintendo Sony. Their ruling, which had a a unanimous verdict from conservative and liberal justices alike, caused the Chinese Digital Corporation to pay Nintendo Sony over $360 million and ban the sale of the Sino station in America. Mitt Romney won the Republican nomination easily in 2008, and Barack Obama won the Democratic nomination against a much harder-fought contest against Hillary Clinton. The campaign became highly competitive. Each made poorly-timed comments, gave rousing speeches, and inspired immense support. When election day came, it looked like the race would pivot around several key states in the West and Northeast, as well as traditional key states such as Florida. Obama was favored to win. The Bush's administration's policy in the Middle East had hit Romney's campaign pretty hard, but his fervent support of Nintendo Sony allowed him to be seen as the anti-China candidate. On the other hand, Obama inspired immense support from African Americans in the youth vote. However, youth also supported Romney again for support of Nintendo Sony. The election will come down to 15 key swing states as well as Maine and Nebraska's 2nd Congressional Districts. Imagine, your name is Barack Hussein Obama. You're holding a private watch party for, your, for you and your staffers and family and, lo, and other friends that you've invited to see the re- incoming results from the 2008 presidential election. NBC is on. Brian Williams is hosting out of New York. It's 6 p.m. and the feed comes on. On this broadcast night from our NBC News election headquarters, decision day has finally arrived all across the country, he says. Today, millions of Americans stood in line and cast their ballots as we now select a new president. The candidates themselves have already voted, and already tonight the first results are coming in. The start of what promises to be an extraordinary historic evening. The special coverage of NBC Nightly News now begins now. As music plays and Williams begins the night, the nervousness within your campaign headquarters is high. You're, you and Romney are neck and neck in the pool, polls, and it would not be surprising if either one of you to win or lose. There's even been some rumors that there could be a potential tie, which is making the House races under especially high consideration. Roughly 20 minutes later, NBC begins broadcasting the results from states where polls have already closed. Indiana is first, with Romney up several thousand votes and percentage points. In Virginia, no results are yet reported, as well as Georgia and South Carolina. Wims makes the first calls in the night at this time with Kentucky for Romney, and he follows it with Vermont for Obama. 30 minutes later, South Carolina is called for Romney. 10 minutes later, the results from Pennsylvania, Florida, Missouri, and New Hampshire come in, all too close to call, as well as Connecticut, Delaware, D.C., Illinois, Maine's first congressional district, Maryland Massachusetts and New Jersey all for Obama as well as Oklahoma and Tennessee for Romney you now lead 7934 20 minutes later Indiana and West Virginia are called for Romney Romney is still trailing you at 7934 and your whole campaign is starting to get very excited by this however you remain in a nervous state you don't want to get your hopes up in case you manage to lose. At 7.30 in the night, you lose Arkansas, unsurprisingly. An hour and a half later into into the election night, Alabama and Georgia are called for Romney, who now has a leg up on you, 60 electoral votes to your 79. The campaign becomes rife with tension. You're up in key states such as Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire, but down in Ohio, Virginia, North Carolina, and Florida. At 9 p.m., you're losing the popular vote by 2%, but New Hampshire, Michigan, and Pennsylvania are called for you, boosting you again into a lead of 121 to 80. Minnesota falls for you, as is Wisconsin, and again in New York. Rhode Island falls, boosting you into a lead of 172 to Romney's 80. Kansas, North Dakota, and Wyoming are called for Romney. You lead by 172 electoral votes to Romney's 92. Arizona and Colorado have also also have polls closed, but are too early to call. 15 minutes later, Arkansas is called for Romney, but Maine's second con- at large, but Maine's two at large electoral votes are called for you. At 8 p.m. C- Central Standard Time, polls close and Louisiana and Missouri are called for Romney. With that, Romney passes a hundred votes, electoral votes, but you still lead him by a sizable margin, 174 to 112. Soon after, New Mexico is called for you—a flip from a state that Bush had won in 2004, but now that you were winning in this election, you are also now winning in the popular vote. At 9, more calls are made. Texas has called for Romney, as is Utah and Montana. Now you're only up 179 to 154. On everyone's mind is the teetering state of the economy. Earlier in that year, there were some concerns. However, they were abated as American companies now were able to produce a large share of profits by manufacturing and doing other sort of items in the video game realm due to a station being banned. This allowed new American companies to take its place. A while later, Mississippi goes for Romney. Much later, South Dakota goes for Romney. Soon after, four of Nebraska's five electoral votes are called for Romney. Maybe fifteen minutes later, the Pacific Rim states are called for you. Now you lead heavily over Romney at at 256 electoral votes to Romney's 167. Not long after, Iowa, a state that's been faithful to you, is called again in favor of you. Now you're only 7 electoral votes short of the presidency with 108 votes still sitting on the table. It would take a masterful comeback for Romney to win the presidency now. However, NBC then makes a surprising call. Ohio is called for Romney. 10 minutes later, North Carolina follows. Romney has now passed 200 electoral votes. You begin to get nervous, even though you're the favorite to win the election. However, then your heart sinks, as NBC calls Florida for Romney. Only 46 electoral votes remain on the table. Idaho, Arizona, and Maine's 2nd Congressional District go to Romney. Good news comes when you win Nebraska's 2nd Congressional District and Nevada. You're now at 269 electoral votes, one short of the presidency. However, Colorado and Virginia are called for Romney. Three electoral votes remain and they are called for the and they are from the Red State of Alaska. The race will be decided in the House of Representatives. When January of twenty thirteen finally comes, although it was a close tie in the popular and electoral vote, you win the election in the House in a landslide. Only twelve states had a GOP majority in House representation, allowing for you to come out with an easy win. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Imagine If, and hope you found it interesting to see our take on how a change in Japanese video games may have affected American politics drastically. Thank you, and I hope you come back next week.